Hey, Johnny, what's up? What's up, Paul? How are you? I'm good, man. How about you? Outstanding as always. That's awesome, man. What do you got in for me this week? This week, the podcast is going to be off the hook. You are going to love this podcast. Wait, do I tell you about this kid that I met? His name is Julian Provoni. Okay. He is the world's youngest professional drummer. He's really? even in the Guinness Book of World Records as the youngest professional drummer. Dude, that's crazy. I- I've never heard of this kid. I know. You're in the business, and you've never heard of this kid. Look him up right now. Oh, dude, going to. He holds the Guinness World Record as the youngest professional drummer. He's performed on The Tonight Show, Good Morning America, and he's here now to perform for us Bulls fans. Give it up for Julian Pavone! Dude, this kid kills it. I told you, man, he's outstanding. Now, wait till you listen to the podcast. It's a pleasure to introduce the motivational cowboy, Johnny D. Hey, this is Johnny D, the motivational cowboy, with this week's podcast. And I am with Guinness World Record holder, Julian Pavoni. Yeah, Did Pavone. I say that right? Yeah, you said it right. Okay, I was like, I, I, I've been practicing this, and then I finally hit record, and you're like, you were waiting for me to say it wrong, yep. and I said <laughs> it right. Pavoni. Man, it is so, so cool to, um, to finally get you on the show. And yeah, thank um, you. I'm excited to be here. So, man, you have so much going on. But, yes. but, but before we get into what you have going on now, I want to go back to when you were just a baby. How mm-hmm. does somebody so young discover that they like drumming? So what happened was, it wasn't really that I discovered I liked it. I was just kind of brought into it. But what would happen is, it's a really funny story. I was in the womb, and my dad would put headphones wait on Wait a second, wait, 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 wait. Wait, you were still in your I mother's still womb. In the womb. Yep. Okay, <laughs> just want to make sure I got this right. <laughs> yeah. And my dad would put music or headphones on my mom's stomach and play music. And when that happened, I would kick very rhythmically, just on the beat. And it was really weird, right? And this is a true story. So, and my dad would make jokes saying, like, oh, he's going to be the youngest professional drummer. Yeah. Things like that. And it turns out that happened. But it wasn't really that. I liked drumming. It was just I brought into it, and it was I guess it was natural for me because I would I would play singing in a high chair with my dad and things wow. like that. So it was just natural for me. Do you remember the first time you got behind a drum set? Not at all, because well, what about video or photos? How young were you? Uh, so I started drumming when I was three months old, and I cut are my you first kidding seat. me? Yeah, I cut my these first are things seat. I didn't even read about you. Three months old, yep, you grabbed sticks. Yep, and I cut my first. You CD. can't even walk yet. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and this is, like, people, I'll tell people this, and they're like, oh, okay, okay, so you could drum before you could even walk or talk. Or right, like yeah. That. And my mom would be like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. That's actually what happened on the Oprah show. Okay. Right? So it was, yeah, it's crazy. That's crazy. So, so I mean, do you come from a family of musicians? Uh, I do. So my mom sings and plays piano, and my dad was actually a little bit of a drummer. But Are you better says, than your dad now? Yeah, he says I passed him up when I was four. <laughs> so your so, dad quit. Yeah, I guess a little bit. Yeah. So, so okay. So the world's youngest drummer. Yes. Guinness Book of World Records. Yep. Dude, how like what? How did that even happen? So I actually got the record. There were a few requirements. So I had to like the shows had to be a certain amount, like over forty five minutes or something, and um, I had to be paid for the shows, something like that. So, yeah. And after doing so many shows, you become professional. At least this is what I believe is correct. Okay. So, um, I got the record after doing a certain amount of shows, getting paid for them. They had to be a certain amount of time, and that's pretty much what happened to me. Wow. Do you still have your first paycheck of your first paid gig? Oh, man. I'm not even sure because I must have been really young. Right. I bet my dad or mom has it somewhere, but I, I actually have no idea. That is cool. because No, and I ask that because, you know, I'm a motivational speaker, right. and I still have my very first paid gig. I got wow. the first dollar when I cashed it. Yeah. I made sure that, that there was a dollar bill and I made sure that I, I made a copy of that first wow. paycheck. Do you remember how much your that, that first uh, check was? I, I have no idea. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to find out yeah. when your dad comes All back. Right. We are going to find <laughs> out. That is awesome. So so you started when you were young. like You, were, you weren't even born yet and you're right. already drumming in your mom's <laughs> womb. You're the, the world's youngest professional drummer and that happened 
at uh, four years old, 10 months, and 15 days. Yep. And it was funny. You're like, yeah, I guess that they are pretty uh, pretty strict on that. Yeah. So how, how cool is that? To, to, you're, you're 14 years old now. Right. So that was 10 years ago. Yeah. Has it even sunk into you that you are the world's youngest drummer? Professional I remember, drummer. I remember getting the plaque and things like that and being super excited, but it never really set in because... Drumming was always something to me that I loved to do. And it yeah. wasn't something that I made a job, right? It was always something like performing. I always loved it. I always saw it as an awesome opportunity to show what I can do yeah. and just enjoy the time and doing what I love to do. So getting that record, I guess it really, it just put another name onto me. Yeah. It didn't really, it didn't change who I was, except I guess give me another name or something more that like another AKA, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So to me, it, I guess it really never sunk in. Because I was, I just stayed the same person. Now, now, do you still practice every single day drumming? I try to practice every day, but I've been really busy with in the studio, uh-huh. things like that. And so I moved to New York, and being back in Michigan, seeing other family, and it's just hard to keep that up. But I used to drum, I think it was three to five hours a day, seven wow. days a week, and that was I was less than ten. I was that starts at like four, and that kept going until I was like eight. Well, I know that I was knocking on the door for 22 minutes this morning yeah. while you were practicing, and I yep. was like, okay, I can hear the drums going. Yep. Will you stop drumming, please? We have a show to do. <laughs> no, and you're so great at what you do. Thank Let me you. ask you this. I mean, do you have a favorite band or or bands or professional drummers that you, to this day, look up to? So, especially because I have a lot of a rock, like a lot of rock in my background, I look up to John Bonham because a lot of my fills actually come from him. Neil Peart, um, Ringo Starr, just because he was able to be—he was able to keep this band on such a good rhythm and become so famous just by doing the smallest of things. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I it, thought that was it, crazy. Do you realize that he didn't even know how to drum? I actually didn't know that. He—they—they they hired him to be an actor. <laughs> then they—they they showed him how to play drums. Now, That's if really I remember the story right, you got to look that up. It, yeah. It's just amazing. So, so what kind of bands then did you like? I mean, like rock bands. Led Zeppelin, definitely. Really? You're one of, I love years Zeppelin. Old. I love them. Yeah, <laughs> I just love the music, yeah. and I have friends that love them, and we bond over that. Really, so it's really fun to do. Yeah. Who else? Uh, Rolling Stones. Oh wow. Rush, Journey. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So let me ask you this: If you could go back in time right now, if I yes. if I had a crystal ball, mm-hmm. and I said, Julian. You can go and play with any band you want. What oh, band man. would that be? That that's a really tough <laughs> question. You only get one. One answer. One. I've got to say Led Zeppelin. Okay. Just because I have. What I song actually, would it be? Um, Good Times, Bad Times. I think Rock and Roll because that's a song I learned like on the dot uh-huh. or something or yeah. Um. Man, that's so tough. I know, I know. But yeah, I'm going to have to say Led Zeppelin just because I have so much connected to that band. Yeah. And I love them so much, the music they had. And one of my inventions that I have actually comes from a video that I watched um, from John Bonham. So he was doing a solo, I think it was probably Stairway to Heaven, if (laughs) I remember correctly. And this was, I was super young, like around five. Okay. And I just remember seeing it, and I remember asking my dad, because um, he's drumming with his hands. So I asked him, like, why doesn't he have, like, drum tips or, or like, the tips of a drumstick on his finger? Mm-hmm. So I, I drew it out, and I had this idea of just putting drum tips, like having a glove with drum tips on each of the fingers, so then you could play, and it would kind of make a better noise. Wow. So that that was just straight from the video and from that solo. How old were you when you thought of this? Like I said, around five. It had wow. to be around five. Five years old. So you are the youngest inventor then too, I guess, Yeah, right? I actually have that. Um, I actually have, that's another name I have. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> okay, well then we're going to get into that. Wait, you know what? It doesn't matter. We <laughs> we just go with the flow here. So you're the, not the, just the Guinness world record holder for the youngest drummer, but you're also the youngest inventor? I am the youngest inventor. What, was, your, what was the first thing you invented? Or was it those gloves with the, with was, the tips? So the first thing I invented was abracadabra. Which is almost, it was, it was like a whiteout, but for any surface. And this happened, I think it was from, I got a chip on one of my drums. 
And I was like, oh, why don't we just put white out on it or something? Because I had a white drum kit. Right. And my dad just, we kind of thought over it. And that's that's pretty much what happened with that. Really? Yeah. That is so cool. And then, and then I mean, this, obviously this stuff just comes to you then. Yeah. It's pretty natural. <laughs> How many things have you in, uh, like invented? Two things that have patents. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. So let me ask you this. A lot of great drummers don't know how to read music. Yes. Do you read music? I do read music. And my dad always tells stories of how, like at, I think maybe, well, at seven, I was able to sight read, or not sight read, I learned uh, Tom Sawyer by Rush, note for note. And (laughs) that's on YouTube. Really? (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, that, that actually didn't take too long. But I learned it note for note, and just under the age of 10, I was reading at a college level. Wow. So just reading music, especially on drums, it's really simple for me. Okay. But, I, yeah, I love it. I can wow, that's so cool. I didn't even know that either. So yeah. you, you've you been performing since you were how old? Three months? I'd have to say about three months. Three <laughs> months old, you've been performing. What's the biggest audience that you have ever played in front of? I'm going to have to say over 20,000. Where was that at? That was for the Cleveland Cleveland Cavaliers okay. when um I don't even remember how old I was. Um I think I was like 1 or something. <laughs> I don't awesome. I don't even remember. But um yeah, I was signed to the Cleveland Cavaliers and I remember performing. I was just in a huge stadium and there had to be at least over 20,000. Do you go back and watch some of the video and stuff like that and and go back and listen to audio? Because obviously you probably don't remember when you were right. one years old playing in front of over 20,000 people. But when you go back and, and watch it now, how does that make you feel? It actually surprises me because this happened pretty recently. I was in the studio with a producer and he wanted to, or my dad was showing me off yeah. and things like that. So Your dad's very proud of you. Yeah, and that, he and is. That, and, that, and that's super cool. Yeah, thank you. But um, yeah, so he was showing a video when I was in a restaurant and... um. I was just listening to the band, and we planned this out beforehand. So the drummer, Greg Bissonette, who's a drummer for Ringo Starr's band. Okay. So we knew him, and we had this whole thing planned out. So he was gonna ask for a drummer in this, like, in the audience, or like in the yeah, in the audience in the restaurant, and under fifteen, under ten, and things like that. And I would stand up and say, "Me, me, I'm one of those drummers." So <laughs> and people were probably going, "Put this kid yeah. down, you're right." <laughs> yeah, and I was gonna. I was going to drum with the band. So I was just doing some jazz. And I remember seeing that because right now, a lot of my studies are based around jazz because I feel like I've gotten rocked down a little bit because that's like all I've been doing. Right. But jazz, I've been working on for a while now. And I remember seeing myself play and I surprised myself because I didn't think I could actually do the fills because fills for me in jazz is kind of a hard thing to do. Because I, I have a hard time just doing the same thing over and over again. Right. But I remember seeing that and I was like, wow, that that surprised me. Because I feel like I couldn't even do that now. And yeah. I was doing that like eight. Wow. So let me ask you this. Why you're telling that that story, I'm just thinking to myself, like I know the difference between rock and jazz. Yes. Okay. Everybody can just listen to it and know that there's a difference. Mm-hmm. But for a drummer, right? what's the difference of playing rock and roll in jazz. Is there a difference? There is definitely a difference. So with rock and roll, it's always on the count. So like always on four beats and you're always playing on it. It's never really you play off of it unless you're doing fills. But for jazz, it's always you can hear it. It's like it's like you're skipping and you always it's something called a triplet, which is almost like three notes and that you play kind of quickly and it's that that's what you hear on the ride cymbal. Yeah. Like the ding ding da ding. So when you hear that, that's that for me, that's when I know it's jazz. All right. And I can hear it. And it's just the way the drums fit in with the rest of the band. It just it just brings a different feel. It puts my brain in like a different, I guess, set. Julian, let me ask you this, because I know like when I go to a rock show, yes, I feel one way. When I go and watch jazz, my heart's in a different place. Right. Exactly. Th- does that make sense? Like yeah, I mean, that I, definitely I, makes again, sense. Again, I you'll hear in my podcast that I get chill bumps when, when a great question mm-hmm. and a great answer comes up. But I'm thinking about just sitting like in a jazz bar and man, I, it's like, it's emotional. Yeah. In a rock, it's just, it's emotional in a different in way. A different Is way. it the same way when you are in the band? I agree. Yeah, definitely. Because with rock, I'm, it's more, it's more like powerful and just always go, go, go. Yeah. With jazz, it, you, every piece has a time to shine. 
So sometimes I just need to play with the bass and sometimes I get my own time to shine. Mm -hmm. So with jazz, I think I'm, I'm thinking a lot more about what everybody else is doing with rock. It's always like, what am I doing pretty much? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this. I mean, this is a, obviously a definite career choice for you. Yes. What would your backup plan be if you couldn't drum one day? So what's interesting about this is I try not to think of a backup plan because once I start thinking of a backup plan, it's like, all right, I'm going to have to take times away from the drumming. But I have been thinking about this, and I think one good uh, good backup plan would be with business mm -hmm. just because my dad is a businessman, and he just, he'd be able to help me out a lot. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like I would have to go really to school and focus so much on it so then I could do my drumming and I could start my own businesses with my dad because he's just been in it his whole his whole life right much. yeah so so are you in school now or are you homeschooled are you you know and, and, what, and what do the kids think like, like it's like when you go to school are you just julian or are you the world's youngest professional drummer so i remember my first day <laughs> at my new school so because i moved to new york and at that point i was just the world's youngest professional drummer i was just this drummer that's been on america's got talent <laughs> oprah and things like that. So people were just kind of surprised by me. Uh -huh. And this word spread very quickly. And even the next day, I just became Julian. Right. Right. So people just started becoming accustomed to me because it's like I just became a friend. Let me ask you this. You, you're in school now, right? So yes. you've got to be going in high school, right? Yes. Okay. So you're going in ninth grade? Yep. Okay. Do you play sports like outside? Like 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 when you're not drumming and, you, and you're not like doing things, do you play sports? I do. I play baseball. And I do martial arts. Okay. So this brings me to this question. Okay. There are certain things that professionals can't do because of what they do for a living. Mm -hmm. You're making money being a professional drummer at 14. Yeah. yeah. Are you ever nervous when you do martial arts martial arts and, and baseball and stuff like that? Because, listen, I mean, you can get your your, your finger jammed yeah. or, or your leg messed up. Oh, like or for broken. drumming and stuff. Yeah. Right. So what I try to think about when I'm doing those sports is <laughs> <laughs> I try to just think about what I'm doing with the team. And I'm not thinking about, oh, how so can this So you're not affect? a drummer at that point. You I'm are, not a drummer. You're, you're a baseball player. I'm a baseball or player or I'm a fighter. Wow. Yeah. All right. Like with martial arts, all I all I'm thinking about is how am I going to get this point? How am I going to work on my technique? And I'm not really thinking about the injuries that I could get when I'm when I'm drumming, and when I'm outside of these sports, I do think about it. But when I'm in the when I'm just in the in the sport itself, all I'm thinking about is how am I going to be the best at this sport? So you know that when you play, I mean, it is it's it's very upbeat. Do you think mm -hmm. you play in sports keeps you in shape to be able to? be a great drummer as well because you can't be a drummer out of shape because exactly, you're, you're, yeah. not, you're not going to last right. long. <laughs> right. So um, baseball, I think it helps just with um, hand-eye coordination. Okay. Because, you know, batting, I actually am what a switch position? hitter. Um, I, so I used to play, when I lived in Michigan, I used to play a lot of third base, pitcher, and that was pretty catcher. Okay. So when I moved to New York, I was playing a lot of outfield. Okay. Um, and a lot of, I was pretty much like the catcher. Okay. So... My position switched a little bit, but I think it just helps with concentration, especially with baseball and just batting that aspect of it, just concentration. And I've just got to be focused on that. And I think that helps with drumming because that can help me just focus on like the rhythm mm -hmm. or where I'm hitting the drum because that makes a difference with how people perceive the sound and things like that. You're constantly around music, but yes. when you're working out, when you're running, when you're doing mm -hmm. things around the house, what kind of music do you listen to? I listen to a lot of rap, actually. So Really? Yeah, sometimes, because I'm actually getting into the rap business. I've been with producer Tim McCall, uh -huh. who is the dad of Juju on that beat, and so I've been getting into the rap business. I'm working on a song right now. Okay. I've actually, I have to cut the drums tomorrow. Awesome. So... Yeah, I'm listening to a lot of rap because I know that this is going to be like my next career thing. Yes, yeah. I'm still going to be doing the drumming, but I have to come behind the drums and do this new thing. And I've never heard of a like a drummer in hip hop that comes around the drums and starts rapping yeah. and dancing and things like that. So I listen to a lot of rap and sometimes I'll listen to some rock, but it's mostly rap. 
So I'm just thinking why why you're like just talking about that. I mm-hmm. can just like you don't usually see drums at a a rap show. Right, exactly. Right? So except for Kid Rock. I mean, he right. there he always yeah. plays drums at, at 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 his shows, but that would be a great great visual of exactly. you actually getting laying down the beats at the concert or at the show mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you come from behind the drums to actually being the guy in front. Because there's always a, a lead singer and then the right. band. Exactly. But you would be both. Yeah, exactly. So you get the best of both worlds on that one. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Let me ask you this. So have you ever thought about being a professional drummer in a band? And if you did, what kind of band and what kind of music would you guys right. play? So this is actually a tough question because I don't want to be in a band, but I want to work with other people. So right, like with the song I'm working on now, I'm working with Derwin Acoustic but it's not really a band. It's just a track and two people just rapping on the beat. Yeah. So I want to be a performer, really. I don't want to be in a band. I just want to, I want to work with other people and make music that people want to listen to or yeah. people can relate to. So I just, what I want to focus on right now is drumming to rapping. Because you don't see any drummers no. playing to like rap, especially with the hi-hat. Now the hi-hat in rap is like, it's always really quick yeah. and it's hard to master. What I want to do is I want to be that drummer that can play to this. Nice. And then I want I want to also just get out from the drums and start rapping on the beat. Yeah. And that's what I want to do. And I think that'd I be a that. great performing aspect. Yeah. And it's something totally different because, I mean, you know, I, I talk about living the outstanding life. And if you look at the word outstanding and look at it backwards, it means to stand out. Right. To rise above the rest and be a little bit different. And I, and I joke around all the time. I'm like, I, you can't get any different than a cowboy from Detroit. There's only two right. of us, me and Kid Rock, right? Yeah. I mean, so, you know, you have to be a little bit different. Right. You have to stand out. You have to, you have to think about your marketing. So yes. obviously you've done that. Yes. That is so cool. Do you have any pre-show rituals? Um, so <laughs> now those of you that, that 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 can't see this, he's smiling and grinning right yeah. now. So this is gonna be, it sounds like a good answer. Yeah. So what I I don't actually remember many of my shows. <laughs> and that's just because I was so young. Mm-hmm. Like majority of my shows, I was just so young and I don't remember them. Because, well, one, I was so young, and two, I was just in the moment, yeah. and I was just focusing on how am I going to drum, how am I going to perform these people. So my most recent show for drumming was with the Chicago Bulls, and when I did that. So that was actually a show I got a little bit, I was just thinking about, all right, I just got to get in the zone. So I guess pregame rituals is just staying with family, like with my dad especially, because he's always by my side. Yeah. He's my manager. So... I'll just, I'll be talking to him. I'll just make sure I have everything set up. So I guess a pre, like a pregame ritual would just be getting in the zone, putting my mind in the right mindset. How much time do you need? Because I know how much time I need before I go oh, do a show. before a show. A show. Um, like, because you know, like before a show, everybody wants to talk to you. Everybody mm, wants to be around right. you. And, and you can't just like literally jump right into the show. You yeah. have to have that. Even if it's five or ten minutes by yeah. yourself or with your dad, you need that time to either pray or or just whatever you do mm-hmm. to just get your mind in the right place. Are you the same way? Yeah, I do definitely need time because I remember just being in the green room, watching the game, watching the clock get down to <laughs> halftime. And I just remember getting I was mainly excited. I wasn't really nervous, but I was excited. And I remember just like jumping around getting all the butterflies out yeah. because I knew all I had to do was just get on the drum set and do what I love to do. So let me ask you this. That that show is a little bit different. And, yes. I, and I know that people can go to your Facebook page, right? Yeah. And you can actually go to my Instagram too. It's uh, just Julian underscore Pavoni. And how do you spell that? Uh, J-U-L-I-A-N underscore P-A-V-O-N-E. And that's for Instagram? Yes, that's for Instagram. And okay. I believe if you just search up the same thing without the underscore, that's my Facebook. And that's your website as well. Yes, JulianPavoni.com. Yeah. So so that show there, that how many days were you there? Because didn't you have to do some rehearsals? Because you didn't just do the show yes. by yourself. You did that show with four or five dancers as yes. well, right? So what happened was... Yeah, walk us through that. Like the months before... Let me ask you this. Yes. Before you even, even go there, what was it like getting the phone call to say, hey, we want you to be the halftime show yeah. for the Chicago Bulls? This, that was crazy, especially because I was, I just got with this new agency uh-huh. and, um, just getting that phone call. It was really great because I was in a little bit of a hiatus 
and just getting back into doing shows like that it energized me yeah and it gave me like it gave me that purpose again yeah so just getting that call it just made me feel so happy because i knew that i was about to, i was getting back into it and yeah. it just made me so happy so so was that drum set yours or was that the 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 people that that put the show together because that's got to be kind of tough too yeah that is you, tough like, when when you, when you go somewhere and that is not your drum set right it's like it's like playing with somebody else's baby or going mm-hmm. outside. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? It's like, that's different. Yeah. That was my drum set. It was. Okay. And so what happened was like, I was in New York and my dad lives in Michigan and I'll visit every once in a while. But my dad drove down to, to Ohio or Chicago, I should uh-huh. say. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he brought my drum set with a few of my cousins. So it was my drum set, but it was really tough to do just because it's carrying drum set or a drum set and all these different pieces. You can't just, like with a guitar, you can't just bring it everywhere you go. Or like me, it's just a microphone. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You have to have trucks and space and things like that. So he had to drive out to Chicago and bring everything himself. So all I had to do was just fly into Chicago and do the show. So, okay, so so now take us through those couple days. You got there the day before, two days before, and did did you rehearse with with, with these dancers and stuff? So it was actually months before I was rehearsing oh. in Michigan, okay, and just in studios and things like that. And I guess the first thing that got the show on the road was when I did that music video in Partridge Creek, okay, and that that was the same song, the same routine that I did at the show. So that really got it going. And the rehearsal for that music video was like that was already it. Like we already had it down. But I remember rehearsing just in the studio things like that in a dance studio. And it wasn't many rehearsals. I think it was like two or something. Really? Yeah. It wasn't much, but I got into Chicago, I think maybe a day before, but just then that was just relaxing time for me. Yeah. Just getting my mind in the game and things like that. Wow. 20. And and that was what? Over 20,000 people. I'm sure too. Right. Yeah. Something like that. And, and, And what song did you drum to? It was actually a medley of a lot of different rock songs. So we had this hip hop dancing with these rock songs and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that was and those of you that are listening to this right now, you have to go check out his Instagram, Facebook yeah. and his website because the video is just pretty yeah. cool, you know what yeah. I mean? So let me ask you this, um how do you deal with critics from either family, friends, and, right. and with social media now, everybody's a critic. Everybody yeah. loves to hide behind that keyboard mm-hmm. and and say things. Nice most of the time, but sometimes there are critics out there. How do you deal with that? So most of the time, the critiquing I get is positive like reinforcement. And I remember being younger and hearing that would kind of like deteriorate my my energy for it. It would kind of bring me down a little bit. But as I've gotten older, I've realized that this is they're just saying this to help me. Right. Especially with family, Mm -hmm. drum teachers and things like that. But sometimes, like with friends, like even friends of mine, yeah, they'll say things, and it's just it's a little bit annoying. <laughs> I'm gonna have to say, but um, I just kind of brush it off my shoulder because I know that there's so many other people that enjoy seeing, like my drumming and things yeah. like that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So we're gonna get personal just for a second right. here, and listen, it's not a secret that girls <laughs> love drummers. Okay, yeah. you're talented. You're a good looking kid. You. How do you keep yourself from getting distracted at 14 years old? <laughs> so <laughs> with drumming, I it's kind of weird. I'm always I'm always focused on the audience because I know that the, I'm there to entertain. Right. So it's almost like I let myself get distracted because it gets me in a better it sounds weird. I let myself get distracted with the audience because it puts me in a better position to entertain. Right. So I kind of just let myself get okay, distracted. Okay, that's on stage. Yeah. I'm talking about off the stage. Oh, okay. In your personal life, mm-hmm. getting distracted sometimes can can hurt somebody's career. Yeah. So do you have girlfriends? Do you have, or do you just stay away from everything and keep it business? Well, I've had girlfriends and things How'd like that. How'd that work out? Did they, did they oh, like the fact? Oh, it was all right. <laughs> so it was a distraction, right? Yeah, I guess a See, little bit. And you figured this out at 14, 13 yeah. years old. Do you keep your, your mind in a different mindset because of the fact you are focused on your career right now? I don't. I kind of like to think of drumming as something I'll never lose and something I always love to do. So I, I'd let myself get distracted a little bit because I think I love socializing and I love, I guess, the attention and things like that. But 
it's it never it never really distracts me, but I always put it as a part of my life. So it's hard to explain, but I'm always I'm always around friends and things like that. So getting distracted, it's not I don't think that would be the best word. It's almost just like another part that needs to be in my life. Just another like socialization aspect. So do you so then I'm just gonna ask you this then. Yeah. Do you like the fact that girls like drummers and, yeah. and, and you don't, so you, what you're telling me is you don't mind being distracted. You like the attention yeah. from the girls. So if there are 12 year old girls out there or, or <laughs> 16 year old girls out there, make sure you, you pay lots of attention to Julian. Is that what, <laughs> is that what you're saying? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so you don't mind it at all. No, not really because uh, it, it's never distraction. It's just always, it's just another part of my life. Yeah, I love it. That, that's, that, that's awesome. You have appeared on over 300 TV shows and news shows. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite show? I mean, I'm looking at, I'm, I'm in, you know, your dad's office right now doing this podcast with right. you. And I'm looking at pictures of you and Oprah. I'm yep. looking at pictures of you and Jay Leno. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you have a favorite show that, that you've been on that you're like, wow, I'll never forget that time? I'm going to say Jay Leno. This is because it was actually my sister who got on the show. And she's... An Wait inc- a second, yeah. what? So my sister is an incredible singer and she's 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 awesome. And she's so your my sister. sister got you on the Jay Leno show? Yes. Yeah, so what happened was... Oh, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. I didn't know this story. This is awesome. Yeah. So this was when the Cup song was at its peak and is really popular. So... Annalisa, I did the cup, the cup like routine, uh-huh. and Annalisa did the singing. So we recorded it, and it was picked up by the producers at Jay Leno at the Jay Leno show, and they saw it, and it was the singing that Annalisa did. It wasn't my little cup thing I was doing. <laughs> it was Annalisa, and I love that because all of the shows I've done, it was always me getting on there. Yeah, and it, and Annalisa, I'm gonna be honest, was always she always like was in the shadow, mm-hmm. right? And she was just seen as oh the world's youngest drummer's like sister, sister yeah. right? And she never had her own name, but getting on the Jay Leno show, it gave her this, it gave her her own identity. And it wasn't just, she was the brother of Julian Pavoni. Yeah. She was Annalisa Pavoni. That's awesome, dude. And that's why it's my favorite. Is she older or younger? She's younger by almost two years. Okay. So do, do you guys have a great relationship? Do you, do you guys gig a lot together or was that like the only time you were ever on a show together? We, so I remember doing a few things with her, but she's just... That was one of like one of the only times. But what I want to do is I want to bring her out more and I cuz I I know she has this like passion and gift for singing and mm-hmm. I want her to keep going with it. So I want to bring her out more and do Dude, she and could do like, more like backup that. vocals on, on on some of your new stuff that you have coming out. That'd be kind of right. cool and too. Right. And with with the song I'm working on now, there are parts where there's a girl singing yeah. and I know my sister could do that. So I want like in the future, I want her to be on the track. Yeah. And then she could perform and get the money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. No, I think that that's awesome. So over 300 shows, Jay Leno was a big one, obviously, because you were on there with your sister. Yes. What are some of the other shows that you look back now and you're like, wow, I can't believe I was on that show. Like, I'm looking at a picture of you and Oprah right now. I mean, yeah. I mean how cool is that? I mean, Oprah is like the queen right. of TV. That, I'm going to have to say Oprah probably, <laughs> just because it's, it's always seen as, like it was... With anybody that knows me, they always bring up Oprah. Like if they're talking to other friends about me, it's always like, oh, he was on the Oprah show. And especially that I was on it twice. That's that's a big thing. You just had to throw that in there, right? Yeah. <laughs> just had to throw that in there. Sorry. <laughs> no, I think that's awesome. So let me let, what was Oprah like? <laughs> she was awesome. Now I like only everybody, know this. everybody always talks about how awesome Oprah is. Right. Was she as nice? As everybody says. She was nicer than everybody says. Wow. And I, this is kind of funny. I only know this because of stories <laughs> that I've heard from my dad just meeting her because I don't actually remember going on the show. <laughs> I just know I did it and I know that Oprah was really cool. Right. So so have you went back and like watched like the show and stuff I like have. that? Yeah. And yeah, just looking it over, seeing what I was capable of doing at that young age. Let I me definitely add, looked it over. Being, being in the studio and then doing live things, mm-hmm. would you rather do live shows or studio stuff? I would love, man, that's tough. I know. Yeah. I know because I mean, because there is a difference between like, I, cause I know what, what you're talking about, you know, about the live show. It's like you feed off everybody's mm-hmm. energy and that's just amazing. There is no alcohol or drug or anything yep. in this world that can give you that high. Right. Exactly. But 
it's also fun going in the studio mm-hmm. and being able to make a mistake. Right. And then hit the, you know, the uh, slice button right. and, and get rid of it and go back and do it again. <laughs> so what I would love, what I love to do is go in the studio, like bring up some rap song, because that's what I'm doing now, uh-huh. and be able to drum on it and then perform that live. Because doing live shows, it's always based on either a song, really. The only time it's my own thing is when I'm doing solos. Like if I'm doing, like it's just the camera's on me and I'm just improvising. But I would love, I love going in the studio, taking that creation and bringing it out live. That's what I love to do. You are definitely an inspiration at 14 years old. I mean, I'm getting, you know, excited just talking to you. Yeah. What advice could you give kids that are trying to follow their dream? It may not be drumming. It may not be singing. It may not be rapping. It may not be. Yeah. It just could be in life that, that they're, that they're going through something tough because I mean, you know that this business is still entertainment. It's mm-hmm. full of ups and downs. One day you're a hero and the next day you're, you, you know, you're not gigging for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. You're not, you know what I mean? What advice can you give kids that are out there trying to follow their dreams? So every time I I get asked this question, I always, my answer always changes. And it's because I'm just, I'm growing more, I'm maturing more, and I'm getting more into the business. So I guess what you have to do if you really want to make it your dream is it has to be, it you have to always be thinking about it. Your mind has to always be working on it. Because with rap, I'm always, just words are always going in my head, no matter what. And with drumming, anytime I hear a song, I always think, how could I do that? So you have to bring it out and make it something like it it has to be every day for you. Mm -hmm. You can't just do it once a week. You have to do it all the time. So I'm just going to try to put this and summarize what you just said. Mm -hmm. Would you say that if you're going to dream it, it has to become your passion? Yeah, definitely. You have to live and breathe it because I know that just like me, it's like I live and breathe the motivational business. Right. I will do whatever it takes to see people smile and be mm-hmm. happy, you know, and I'll go out of my way to do that. And I'm constantly just like you thinking of stories yeah. and stuff like that. So if you're going to dream it, then you better be, you, you also have to put the work in. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. You can't be the world's youngest and greatest drummer <laughs> and not ever drum. Exactly. Right. Right. So if it has, if you want it to be your dream and your passion, you have to put the work into it and you can't, you can't just make it something you do on and off. It has to be, this has to be your final goal. Yeah. And I think in this stage, when you're finding your dream and your passion, you can't think of a backup. Yeah. Because at this time, you're thinking you have to put everything into that dream and passion. Yeah. But what would you say? Like, what do you think is some advice? Well, no, you know, it's funny you said that because my last podcast, mm-hmm. we, were, we were talking about this because he does um, a video and photography and, right. and he's just amazing, this guy. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he asked me, he threw it right back at me. And, and, and I said, listen, when I got into the business 20 years ago, people often talk about, oh, never burn a bridge, never burn a bridge. Not me. I said, I'm going to flip and burn that bridge to the ground mm-hmm. so I can't go back right. and, and go back to what I don't even like to do anyway. Exactly. So I burnt every single bridge I possibly could so I could only do you what only I wanted to forward. do. I had to. Yeah. And, 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 and it's the coolest thing. So listen, you're 14 years old. I'm in my mid forties. I realized something just two days ago that we have something in common. What is that? You have gotten a Grammy. What? Not, was it an award? You, you had something to do with the Grammy. Right. It was, um, I performed at the Grammy award show. Wait, what? Yes. You were at the show? It was actually, it was the museum. Okay. Sorry about that. No, no, that's cool though. Yeah. So I performed at the museum. And that was something really cool because the seats in there, they all, they had these like names on them, like of these high list celebrities, right? <laughs> yeah. And I actually got- Come on, did you did you get nervous when, when you start seeing p- famous people's names on those seats? No. No, because not I, at all? <laughs> yeah, when I was younger, it was just something- Yeah, I guess you I, just did it. Yeah. Yeah. It okay. never really sunk into me that I'm performing in front of all, all these people. It was yeah. always something that I just do naturally. And yeah, so- um. I got my chair, so I actually got my own chair, and I got it next to Stevie Wonder. <laughs> no and way! That, that was incredible. Oh wow, man, yeah. that's another one of those moments that you're mm-hmm. like, wow. Am I like so? Did you sit next to him? Oh, uh, he wasn't there. Okay, but it was. I got to. It was just. It was like a legacy almost. Absolutely. Right? I was just. 
when people go in there, they'll see my name next to Stevie Wonder. Do you, when you go to restaurants and, and when you're traveling and you see a band playing or or yes. a drum set, do you want to go and sit behind every drum set you see? Not not actually all the time. Sometimes I do feel this motivation and things like that, but other times I like to think this is their show. Yeah. This is their band. I don't want to jump into that or anything. Yeah. I don't want to take the spotlight. Yeah. It sounds cocky. No, no, but no. I just, I, I, I don't totally, want to. And, and you're right, because there is something about, like, I just got back from Nashville. Okay. Right. I did some work out in Memphis and then went to Nashville. Mm-hmm. And I probably went to, yeah, they got honky tonk after honky tonk. I mean, right. right next door to each and every one of them. And there was just musicians that were so talented. Mm-hmm. And it was just fun for me to watch somebody else on stage. Right. Yeah. And, and and then I watch too because if I see somebody really, really good on stage, I'm like, okay, I like what they just did and I'm gonna try that next time. I'm That's on stage. That's what I was just about to say. So have you ever done that? Like watch somebody so much that you're like, wow, I'm gonna try that next time. Yeah, I get to yeah, if I hear like a fill yeah. or a new groove, it's like wow, that that really inspires Where's me. Where's the craziest place that you've ever gotten like a thought for a groove? I mean, like okay, and, oh, here, and, and here and here and here's what I'm talking about. You could be walking down the street and trip, and all of a sudden that sound of you tripping, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden you're like, wow, that's a cool fill. I'm gonna try that on uh-huh. the drums. Has that ever like maybe not that, but has anything crazy like that happened that you're like, wow, that's cool. I gotta try that. So what happened actually? There is two different places. One was on YouTube. I was watching. I was watching a video. Dad, do you actually remember who the was the drummer that I got the fill from? Yeah, Aaron Spears. So I was watching Aaron Spears. Yeah, he was playing "Caught Up" by Usher, and that fill. That's that's always a fill that's just in. It's in my ammo. Yeah, I just it's always ready to fire. And (laughs) um, with fills, usually for me, it's just improvisation, Mm -hmm. and I never think about it. But that's always a fill that's I haven't memorized. I know it. I know how to play it. I know how to imp- like put it into the groove. Yeah. But that's something that I, it's just like, it's clockwork for me. But that was definitely on YouTube, obviously. And I actually found another fill on an Instagram post. <laughs> really? So it was, um, it, w- it had nothing to do with drumming. <laughs> it was actually something about Beyonce talking to her fans. And right at the end, she's done talking to him. And there's this really cool drum fill. And I was like, wow, that sounds, that sounds so awesome. I just, and I remember thinking about it. I was in Michigan or I was in New York uh-huh. and I just heard it. And I was like, wow, I just, I need to try it out. And I remember coming to Michigan and I finally tried it out. And it was just, it was super cool. Have you ever taught somebody how to play the drums? Like, yes. I, okay. So you can literally teach somebody what in 30 seconds, how to play the drums, <laughs> because you know that as soon as we're done with this podcast, we're going downstairs oh, and man. you're, and I'm going to get behind the the um the the drum set and you're gonna teach me how to drum and I, dude right. I can't hardly walk so I have no okay. rhythm at all. I'll I'll try to do it in <laughs> under thirty seconds. But um, <laughs> what's the easiest thing to teach somebody on the drums? Well, the first thing, well, probably the easiest thing <laughs> is just like four notes on the snare drum okay. because that's just simple. But that doesn't that be more snare drum, not really drum set. So something I always go to when I'm teaching someone on the drums is the rock beat. Okay. And that's something you can play to pretty much any rock song and it'll work. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. That's something I remember. So go ahead. Yeah. I remember like doing it with friends, like we'll have friends over and it's like, oh, teach me something on the drums. (laughs) Right. Right. And that's just something I go to. So do you play any other instruments at all? Um, because I went downstairs, you know, before the podcast and you had bass guitars, you had guitars, you had, I mean, you had every kind of instrument down there that I've ever, I've ever seen in your basement. So do you play, or do you just like having other instruments in the house? Um, so I do play like percussion and congas and bongos and things like that, but nothing really other than drums. Like, yeah, I do have the bass guitars and the guitars and things like that, but that's just from endorsements. Okay. And it's really funny because I'm not, I'm not a guitarist or yeah, anything like that, yeah. but I just have these, I just have them. No, I think, I, I think that is so cool. So I have to ask this, how do you travel with a drum set? You don't have a small drum set, kid. Right. So exactly. how do you travel with a drum set? Like with me, there's a microphone always waiting on that stage for me. Mm-hmm. There's a sound guy always there for me. Right. You, you got 16 drums and you got cymbals yeah, and you got this crazy. and you got that. I mean, how do you get your drum set from point A to point B? So like my biggest sets or my biggest set, the one I mainly, like the big show, I guess yeah. you could call it. It <laughs> goes all the way around me and it circles me and I have like 17 cymbals, 22 pieces and it's crazy. So the way I have to bring that is just in a truck. 
or we have to rent a truck <laughs> and just put it in there and just drive it around. Cause I can't, I can't put it on a plane. Right. Right. Yeah. And I can't do anything like that. So like, Shows in LA would be really tough because I can't just bring my drums. Really, right? <laughs> I'd have to play on a like one of their sets. Have you ever went into somewhere like Guitar Center or something like that and just jumped behind all the time? You do all the and time, do, and, and, and like people don't know who you are. All of a sudden, you yeah. just you you just start doing it. How mm-hmm. much fun is that? That's <laughs> it's really fun. Sometimes, like this is kind of weird for me, but. Sometimes I'm not really in the mood to drum. Yeah. Right. But my dad's like, oh, come on, Julian, you're a performer. You got to do this. Yeah. So I get on and as I get into it, it's like, I don't want to stop. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, it's really weird, but I sometimes just don't want to drum. And then as I start doing it, it's like, I don't want to stop. Right. So like my dad, when we're in New York, cause he comes to visit me sometimes and we'll be in the city and there's a guitar center. So Every trip, I don't think there's been a trip where I haven't done this. We just go to Guitar Center and I just drum, and that's it. <laughs> so, do you have like nicknames for your def- different kits, drum kits? Because I know, like, you know, when I'm with NASCAR drivers, some of them have nicknames for their cars. If I'm with people that, you know, are guitar players, they mm-hmm. have na- nicknames for their guitars. Do you have nicknames for your drum sets? I don't really have nicknames, I just call them by the colors I have. So my main, or the one I practice on, it's, I just call it like the white set. And because all the drums are white and that's the one I've been playing on my whole life pretty much. And so you still have your, your, your very first drum I set? I do have my very first drum oh, set. Oh, that's so a box. sweet. Yeah. It's in the box. Um, like actually here. Yeah. So that one, I just call the first one, I guess. I don't really have names for them, like Betty or John right, or something. Yeah. What about, what about like, um, uh, I know a lot of people, they like to custom their guitars yeah. and, or paint like with the NASCAR drivers, they, they um, paint their helmets and stuff right. like that. Do you have custom paint for your drum set or do they come the way that, you know, right from the manufacturer, right. the way that it is that you just keep it that way. Cause now, you know, you, you can wrap a drum set now and make it mm. look so much cooler yeah. than what, you know, just wood. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't really have custom paint, but I have skins where my logo's on them. Okay. So it's like, it'll be like the normal skin, but it's only custom because my name's on it. Gotcha. So that happens with, well, and the look just for the drum set to go all the way around me, I guess that's custom, but it's not really custom made. I understand. Yeah. Speaking of custom made, I noticed, I and I read something on your website, and it said that you have your own mac and cheese that's true i do now let me tell you something there's a reason why i bike 15 to 20 miles (laughs) a day there's a reason why i run four to five miles when i'm not riding my bike and that is because i don't eat right you eat mac and cheese i eat a lot of mac and cheese (laughs) i love mac and cheese how in the heck did this come up i have to i know the story about you mac and cheese and your name is on the mac and cheese I now this is this is a blur to me. I'm actually surprised <laughs> I even remember this because I was super young, like three, something like that. And I just remember in the restaurant, right? My dad, the businessman, talking with the chef and things like that. And it just I don't even really remember it. I just know so that So it just happened. It just pretty much happened. So do you like mac and cheese? I do like mac and cheese, but I don't eat it like at all. My sister though. Eats like all the mac and cheese in the world. Like you would love my sister. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this: There are certain things that I will not eat. Yes. The the morning before the show, mm-hmm. or the night before the show, because we're humans and we have to use the bathroom and stuff right. like that. There are certain things that I will not eat. For you, knowing that you are going to perform that evening, or the night before, you're going to you know entertain that next morning. All right. Are there certain things that you will not eat because you know it's not going to sit well with you? Well, now, actually, yeah. As as I got older, I realized I was a little bit lactose intolerant. So it's really funny that I have a mac, have a mac and cheese, and I'm, like, lactose intolerant. Oh so, so you don't eat mac and cheese yeah. the night before a show? Yeah, I won't eat pizza j- just in general. And if I'm going to get pizza, it's without cheese. I just can't risk it. How do you eat pizza with without, without cheese? cheese? Come Extra on, sauce, Jillian. mushrooms. I, yeah, but that's not pizza, bro. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know, original pizza didn't have cheese on you're it. You're right. In, in Italy. Here you go. It. Now, yeah, now, <laughs> now you're giving me a history lesson, right? Yep. Your own drumsticks. Yes. I saw when I walked in that you had your names, your name on drumsticks. So, yes. are, were those just a one-off, or do you actually sell drumsticks with your name on it? So, I don't think they're actually sold to other people, but I know I get 
either free or discounted drumsticks. I can't remember what what it actually is, but they're very like for you. I'm sure that they're free yeah, because you, uh, yeah. because even if they don't come free, your dad pays for them anyways, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it has my name on it. It's heavily. It's based off another drumstick. I forgot what it's called, but it's it's just a pretty much a lighter version of it. And I remember testing out all these drumsticks, and I remember seeing the one that it was just like it. And it, I just asked for a lighter version of it, pretty much. Okay. Because and it was okay. This is a funny story. <laughs> in school, in my new school, um, there was another drummer, and he was kind of like the drummer of the school, right? right? Yeah, of the middle school. So until um, you got there, right? Yeah. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Eli. But um. Yeah, he he hated my drumsticks at first. Like I remember, he was just trying them out at first. So I'm like, he's like, oh my god, these are so light. Like I feel like I'm just gonna break these so soon, <laughs> so quickly. And um, he would start just messing around with them more. And I remember <laughs> one day in class, in band class, he asked me like, hey Julian, would you mind uh, bringing me some drumsticks? <laughs> and he, <laughs> so now and he's using like, yeah. So now I just bring him drumsticks, like my own drumsticks. <laughs> okay, I got a quick question for you because yeah. I played hockey growing up, mm -hmm. and everything hockey sticks were made out of wood, right? Just like drumsticks. Yes, correct. Yes, but now they're they're they make them out of all this other yeah. stuff. Do they make drumsticks now in 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 other things than just wood? I believe they do. I actually know um, there's one that's either like plastic or something like that, but it has special lights in the bottom that when you hit it, it lights up the whole stick. So the whole wow. thing is clear. Wait and a second. Like I just saw a two-year-old wearing shoes like that, that every time that they yeah. stepped it, they yeah. lit up. So they so, have drumsticks that light up. Yeah. So now you can play with them, and every time you hit something, it light shoots through it. And I know there's a wood version where there's a light at the drum tip. So when you hit some, or like lights just keep going, and that's not based on how you hit it. But with these ones, it's just clear and it sends a blue light through the whole thing. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So you got your own mac and cheese. You got your own sticks. You got CDs and T-shirts. Right. And your T-shirts are really cool, too. Oh, thank with, you. With, with that little, like... Yeah. Caricature. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is really, really sweet. How can people find this stuff in, like, your CDs, your... your um, um, CDs and, and T-shirts and that kind of stuff. Can they go to your website? Yes. So all this is on my website, and it's just juliampavoni.com. I think it's also littledrummerbaby.com, but juliampavoni's <laughs> You're just not a baby no more, yeah, though. Not anymore. <laughs> so uh, the other thing is I saw that you have your own sushi roll. Yes, the Julian drum roll. <laughs> And I'm wait. Do you even eat sushi? I do eat sushi. I love sushi. Okay, so you you eat sushi. You like sushi. You got your own name on a roll. Yes. Which I think is <laughs> how did that happen? It's like the same thing with the mac and cheese. Just talking to the chef, talking to the business, and making it happen. That was all from my dad, though. Pretty much. That is so sweet. Um, do you have a nickname yourself? Um, my dad calls me Bambino or his little Bambino, <laughs> and that's just baby boy in, in Italian. But um, Jew, like J U. Uh huh. I get called that um, juju, things like that, but nothing really, nothing crazy. Mainly Julian. Like, I, my friends always call me Julian. There's not, only my really close friends will call me Ju or Juju or things like that. That's so cool. So, I want to talk about your new project. Yes. We haven't talked about this and, yeah. and we're coming up. I, can you believe it's already been like almost 55 minutes here? Wow. I want to talk about something because you, you mentioned it earlier yes. and, and how you want to be the drummer but do something completely different than any other drummer has mm -hmm. ever done. And that is come from behind the drums during the show and start and rapping that, and then start rapping on my own, on my own beat and everything. How, like, where did this even come from? So originally though, before I met Tim McCall and that producer and before I got all into this, I remember I was in New York and this was actually not too long ago, like a few months ago, I think mm -hmm. I was just talking to my dad and I'm like, dad, I, I have this dream, this vision, right? Because as I was doing these shows and I got older, I realized that like I, it wasn't really like I had anything specific I was doing. I was just drumming to like these rock songs. And I wanted to do something, especially because rap was getting so big. Mm -hmm. And it's such, a, it's such a big thing. I was like, dad, I want to be this performer. Like I want to do it almost like on my own. I want to be this performer. Well, I guess not on my own. I want to work with these like A-list celebrities and these mm -hmm. rappers. And I want to be the drummer, but I don't want to be the background drummer. I want to be someone that's just as important as the rapper. Yeah. Now that was my goal. Like, and it kind of sounds weird because it changed so quickly, but that's, that's what I was thinking of because I remember seeing a performance by Lil Uzi Vert and Ed Sheeran where they kind of collabed. 
and I remember seeing the drummer and it just sounded so cool. And I was like, I want to do that, but I want to be up in front with them, with the rappers yeah. and the singers and things like that. But, um, and my final, my final goal is working is going to be performing at the Super Bowl. I wow. think that's, that's my end, end goal. If I could reach that, that would be crazy. But as I, as my dad got in touch with Tim McCall and started talking, I realized, or I guess they realized that I have to become, or I have to come from behind the kit and I have to do something else. I want it and I have to rap pretty much. And after realizing that I had, that I can rap and I can write, that's where they realized that I could, I could do that. You can write music then? Have you, have you written your own song yet? I have written my verse on the song I'm working on now. You always talk about improv. Yes. And, you know, sometimes you never know when you have to be ready to do something. Right. Can you give me a couple lines of the uh, of the song? Oh, of the song. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I can give it to you right now. Yeah, yes. yeah. That's I'm pretty right. sure I, I have, like, all of it memorized. Well, let's hear it, man. Right. It's just me and you sitting here right, in the yeah. office, so go ahead. Here's how it goes. When times are low, I'm there to lift you up. When you're up, it seems like you've had enough. You've got to make up your own mind. I'm just trying to find my place in line. I always see you messing with the friends, driving around in his Mercedes Benz. That kind of play has got to end because around me it's your game, I know you're pretend. Staying in this relation invites fear. The fact that it ended like this brings me to tears. I put you in this place as a queen like I was stuck in a dream, now I just see a Ramim. I lifted you up at times when you fell to the ground. Everything was different when you were around. It's like I had to keep a watch on every one of my moves, but the only one I wanted to run was you. You brought me close only to push me away. It's like the stupid things you said were on replay. I love you so, but you just stall. I can't place you on the pedestal. Said, said, I love you so, but you just stall. I can't place you on the pedestal. And the song is called Pedestal. <laughs> Why did you write that? I mean, I, got, I, I have to say that the lyrics and being a writer myself, those lyrics are awesome, but I Thank can't you. believe that they came from a 14-year-old. Yeah, so um, I was actually just having a conversation with my friend last night about it because... Um, a girlfriend, uh, that I had, she thought the song was written about her, right? <laughs> they so all I'm do. Trying to, yeah. <laughs> right. So, um, she was talking to me about it, like, oh, if it's about me, I don't care. And it's cool like that. And I was like, no, no, it's not about you. Don't worry about it. But, um, <laughs> um, I just said it was about this girl in Michigan because she lives in New York. And I was like, all right, let's just see like what I can make out of this. But to be totally honest now, I guess I'm going to keep it on the down low. It's not... <laughs> It's not really about anybody. It was just, I was told, I got to write this. I got to write some lyrics. It's got to fit in the song. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, let me just, I just got to make it fit, really. Yeah. It's not really about anybody. Or it might be. We don't right, know, yeah, possibly. we don't know. You One don't day know. it might, might be. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But um, it was just words that were kind of just in my head and thinking about. It. And I told, I told the girl that asked me, right, it's about this girl yeah. in Michigan, just kind of like messing around wow. just to see her reaction. I should probably let her know that it's not about anybody yeah. sometime soon. It doesn't but, uh, matter, right? Just let it be. <laughs> I let, just want to see what she thought. I, I want to wrap it up with this. Yeah. And, and that is, if there was one word yeah. to describe you, yes. what would that one word be? It's going to be Pavoni. I think it's my last name that describes me because there's, I can't imagine how many generations there have been that have come down to create Great grandpa, grandpa, dad, and then me. Yeah. And I want, I want to leave Pavoni as a name that, because my dad's pretty much done this with businesses that he's created and that he's created now or creating now. And I want Pavoni to be like, when they see me, they think Pavoni, right? Yeah. And when I'm gone, right? When I leave this earth, I want Pavoni to be left behind. So then my kids and my grandkids, like they're known, Right. And I just don't want to be someone that is just left behind, left in the dust, and nobody knows about me. I want to yeah. make a change. I want to leave a legacy, and I want people to know me. Yeah. So I think I want Pavoni to describe me just because that is my legacy. And there have been so many generations that have led to me. I feel like I can't just leave this earth without letting, like, oh, man, it's, it's weird to say, but letting all these people that have been, that have led to me. I can't just leave them behind mm -hmm. and ancestors of mine. It's like, I can't leave their names unknown because I want people to know that it was me. Like I've Pavoni is my name. Yeah. And that's what has just been led to me. 
So would you say that, you know, now you're known as the youngest professional drummer? Right. You're, you know, in the Guinness Book of World Records, which is a cool title. Mm-hmm. Do you think with this next step in your career yes. that you're going to be known as Pavoni? Is that what you would want? It might want? be, yeah. I I guess so. Obviously, I'll have a stage name and things yeah. like that, but when yeah, it but, comes down- Yeah, but I mean, down, that could be your stage name. It could be my stage right? name, Right? Yeah. Because it actually sounds cool. Yeah, thank you. Right? I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, mm-hmm. that just sounds cool. Yeah, thank you. And, and, and people won't always know that it's your last name if you play it off right. right. exactly. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but I think when it like getting in my old age, right? I just want people to know that I was Julian Pavoni. I was Pavoni. Yeah, and that's what I, that's what I want to be left behind. Do you know what your last name means? It means peacock, and it's and I guess English. Okay, wow, that's so cool. So again, man, we got to wrap this up because yeah. I, I I I had so many other things to even talk to you about, but mm-hmm. you know, we only I, I try to keep everything around an hour. But mm-hmm. how can people find you again? On my Instagram at Julian underscore Pavoni. On Facebook, Julian Pavoni. And again, that's J-U-L-I-A-N-P-A-V-O-N-E. And if you just search me up on YouTube, you'll find me there. So this is Johnny D, the Motivational Cowboy, with this week's Outstanding Life podcast. Again, you can find me at MotivationalCowboy.com. Twitter at MCJohnnyD4. And Instagram at MotivationalCowboy. Again, you can find us free on SoundCloud and iTunes. This is Johnny D, the Motivational Cowboy, telling you, be safe, have fun, and have yourselves an outstanding day. Thanks for listening. Thank you again. Thank you. Outstanding Life is a Soul Bridge Studio production.